0: Hey, happy five-year anniversary, everybody. We are so pumped for every single one of you, no matter how long you've been a part of the journey. But real quick, I do want to just throw out a little bit of celebration. I always kind of wanted to do this. If you're here today, raise your hand. Come on, raise one hand. If you're here today, if someone's not raising their hand, they already are not going to grasp the message, okay? Because if you've been here for more than one year, leave your hand up. Uh, More than two years, leave it up. More than three years, leave it up. More than four years, leave it up. If you were here on launch day, leave it up. Come on, can y'all give it up for everybody? Again. We're so thankful for every single person here regardless of how long of the journey and I do want to sh- uh, a shout out for those who are on the launch team who have been with us for that long especially all these uh, you've been with us for years now and we're just so grateful for that and uh, God's doing a great work and we want to celebrate that with you in fact Every single last, uh, last Sunday of January, we call it Vision Sunday because it's our, our birthday anniversary, and on uh, January 27, 2019, Lyft Church was birthed in Regal Movie Theater. So every single last Sunday of January, we release to you what last year looked like. So if you got one of these, go ahead and take it out. We tried to give you an end-of-the-year report as you walked in because there is so much to celebrate, um, on the first page is a letter uh, from from my uh, wife and I, but I wanted to share with you a few of the numbers real quick on what God's been doing so that we can celebrate together. And if you're newer here, let me just reassure you, we're going to do a little bit of celebration of what God has done. Then I'm going to do a lot of teaching on a little bit of fresh vision and what God is still to do. Come on. And so it's going to be a great day in the house if it hasn't already been. Um, some of my favorite things to go over is uh, I'm going to running through right now uh, our giving increased by 12 percent in 2023 compared to 2022 so that's of course a healthy sign we're approaching 1400 salvation decisions in five years come on by salvation decisions Some of those are first time, some of those are renewals, and you never know what God is doing in someone's life when they raise their hand. But we are so excited that 1,400 almost have raised their hand. Um, Last year alone, 447 hands raised on a Sunday morning to dedicate their life to Jesus Christ. It's just phenomenal to be a part of something like that. If you did that, I'm so very proud of you. You made the best decision you possibly can. Um in, in legacy giving, we had a great year especially because it was a building year. And so look at the generosity above and beyond the ties 258,000 given towards uh the building project as well as our five legacy lanes throughout the last 12 months. Um I love this part check out our live stream reach uh, our our reach digitally over 5900 views on YouTube 441 new Facebook followers and now listen to this last week we had 124 people live streaming live in our last two experiences last week come on that's amazing and so We're so grateful that the reach extends beyond here. And I want to tell you right now, if you're online right now, if you can get here, we're telling you, come on. If you've been checking it out, welcome home. Come find your place in the house. It's an even better experience here. And by the way, that didn't count. That just counted how many people were live. So many more. Check out the archive once it's posted, the podcast, and YouTube. Um, Our youth ministry is reaching over 64 students plus the leaders who are there every day. Every single Wednesday night, y'all give it up for Soul Youth Ministry. Last year alone, we gave away $58,400. Come on, when you give, you don't just give to a church, you give through a church. And so that went to building the kingdom of God locally, nationally, and globally in institutions and ministries that we believe are going to perpetuate the kingdom of God. So your giving has gone way beyond Live Church. Um, over 275 different Dream Teamers were involved serving in 2023 right now i think we need to make it as loud as we can for every dream teamer this is so awesome to not just be a church uh, where it's about two or three people it is a church about all of us together using our gifts and doing something amazing On Serve Day, we mobilized over 140 people, like a serve army, making a difference in Salisbury. And we do that every single summer. Um, A little bit of the breakdown of your giving, where does it go? Every dollar that I give, how how does it get utilized? A little bit of that breakdown is 35% was spent on facilities, 11% on missions, 16% on ministries, and 38% on salaries. That is all very healthy numbers in ministry settings. And so we're so grateful for our board of trustees who helped set that. Can you all give it up for our board of trustees who watch over all of our finances? We had over 400 people in small groups and active last year in over 50 different small groups throughout the year. And here's my favorite metric of all, and I really want y'all to get super excited uh, when I say this 83 baptisms last year, which is an increase of 250% from 2022. Somebody give God some glory. 250% increase in one year, and we're so glad. And you might say, Pastor Drew, why are you all about the numbers? I'm just going to let you know very, uh, uh, v- very honestly and transparently, we do pay attention to the numbers, and so did God. That's why God wrote the book of numbers, okay? And, and, and anyway, it's not as if Jesus wasn't counting. How many did I just feed? There were uh, 2,998, 2,999, 3,000. 2, so Jesus counted too, and so we, we keep an eye on the things that mean uh, healthy reach, healthy touch, and uh, I just want you to be rest assured that your investment in time, talent, giving, and touch is making a kingdom impact, not only here in Salisbury, but beyond that. Will y'all give it up for the people sitting all around you, because they deserve a round of applause. There's so much more in here I wasn't able to share. There's testimonies in here. Make sure you check it out, and we are so honored that you're a part of that, and we wanted you to know where your giving and time goes to. Well, I want to get into today's message and share some vision for what God wants to do With the rest of uh, 2024, we're only getting started with 2024, but I like to share fresh vision, and if you've got your Bible and you want to follow me to Matthew chapter 13, we're going to get into the gospel of Matthew chapter 13, and Jesus goes on a roll teaching a few metaphors of what the kingdom of heaven is like, and I'm thankful for metaphors because metaphors help make something that's incomprehensible comprehensible something that's difficult to understand it brings it uh, from the top shelf to the bottom shelf where everybody can grab onto it a little bit and so Jesus is teaching and one of the metaphors that he uses is in Matthew chapter 13 starting in verse 31 and he said here's another illustration Jesus used the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field in the, it is the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree, and birds and uh, birds come and make nests. In its branches, I almost called this message, Lift Church for the birds, but I didn't, I I didn't. Instead, I shared instead, here's the message for all you who love to take notes and write it down. Even if you don't love to take notes, write it down anyway. I've been told this message, Lift Church, the tree I see. The tree I see. Can we pray? God, we're all about looking through your lens, not our lens, so help us crawl up into your lap to be able to look down in our area and our time, our families, our, our era, and, and, and do what you see fit. God, reach your lost people. I know, Father, you're the God who would leave 99 to find one, but Father, you also care for every single one. So, Lord, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would put fresh vision in our hearts and use us and show us how we're a vital part of what you're trying to do here in this day, in this location, in Jesus' name. And everyone agree with that can say amen amen in 1958 the chairman of the Communist Party of China Mao Zedong released and unrolled his new campaign called the four pest campaign the four pest campaign was um, uh, created and and dreamed up to eradicate the four different areas that were uh, causing nuisance in China. And so he listed the four main pests that they were going to eliminate in their society. They started a war against mosquitoes. Come on, someone say I, I, amen. I see, I see what he's talking about. Flies started a war against rats. We're saying okay, those three are okay. And then sparrows. Sparrows? Sparrows? Why sparrows? Well, because he believed that the sparrows were eating from the crop fields, and they were having a decreased yield year after year. And so he thought, if we get rid of these pests, we will turn things around. And so they went on a national campaign to eradicate them. The problem is, two years later, after killing hundreds of thousands of sparrows throughout China, they learned what maybe they should have done some research on beforehand. Sparrows eat mosquitoes. Sparrows eat locusts. Sparrows eat bugs. Sparrows eat things that eat crops. And while they might eat crops... Killing things that eat crops that were more damaging than to take out the sparrows. I bet it was a moment where the research data came back to leadership and they went, oops. (laughs) So now that the sparrows were eradicated, it incited, you check your history books, what became the great Chinese famine um, of 1958, leading to over 20 million deaths by starvation alone. The crop yield went down when they started attacking the sparrows instead of the crop yield going back up. And over 20 million people died in that era due to starvation. How would they kill the sparrows, I once asked. And so I looked it up. And here's what the the, the party shared as information how to kill them. Number one, they they said to um, uh, tear down their nests break their eggs and um, get out pots and pans. And when you see a sparrow flying... Run around going, "Ah, keeping it from landing until it flies its way to exhaustion and eventually falling out of the sky. I'm not joking. We're talking about housewives, businessmen, and even school kids leaving class with pots and pans to bang at the sparrows flying around until they would literally fall out the sky of exhaustion. Now, I think that'll preach, and I don't have enough time to preach how I think our nation, not our nation, but our time in error is also, uh, um, uh, needs to be mindful not to tear down the nests of our societies. I'm talking about the safe haven nests of our church places and the home and the family system that's trying to be torn down, which will cause the end of the health of sparrows. I could preach a message about breaking the eggs of the next generation by living for self and desecrating what is to come i could preach those messages but i have to stay limited to to just a few minutes and so i'll preach instead about a society that would bang pots at sparrows until they literally fly and die out of exhaustion in the air it reminds me of the story of noah You might have read that or heard that in your children's ministry things. Noah and the ark. He built an ark. All the animals come onto the ark. A rain flood comes. And after days and after everything's annihilated, at the end of it, the rain stops. And the waters begin to recede, but very slowly. And so what does Noah do? He releases a dove he releases a sparrow he releases a bird out of the boat to see if he finds a resting place he doesn't come back and it's safe for us to get out of the ark and to expand and to do the will of the god will of god but if he comes back it means it is not yet find safe haven yet And so he released the bird numerous times and it came back. But one day it finally came back with a leaf in its mouth, indicating to them, we're getting close to coming out of the boat. And God is starting a new thing in a brand new day. But I think about the exhausted bird searching and finding nothing but water and finding no safe haven to rest. It had to return to the cage of its fate. To get back into a caged ark for a little while longer and oh I hope I can communicate this well it is my hope that you'll follow me where I'm trying to go metaphorically because I believe God wants to preach something it breaks my heart to see people born into cages of families or houses or paradigms or beliefs that are flying around this world exhausted looking and longing for a perch that they could find a safe haven in where they could find restoration where they could find and replenishment where they could find new hope where they could catch a second breath and it is the tree I see when God says the kingdom of heaven is like a tree that grew up to a large tree and even the birds of the air found safe haven and perched and made their nests in it can I tell you I was one of those kids My parents raised me up into a church and so I knew God was important, but I left the church at about 16 years old and I told God, I don't not believe in you. I just don't know which church is right. And the church I've been at is kind of boring and I don't understand what they're teaching and I haven't learned anything about you, God, in over a decade. So why am I gonna go every single Sunday when I'm not really connecting with you yet? I'm not gonna spend the next 52 Sundays ducking my head into every Christian denomination I could possibly get my head into to figure out which one's right. I don't know what's right, so I give up. And at about 20 years old, I remember telling God at 16, 17, I give up, but I believe you're real. And when you're ready for me, God, I do want to find my place closer to you. 20 years old, I get invited to a church like this. And when I walked in, I found safe haven, a breath, a... uh, Some of the testimonies when we started this experience today of people saying, I found my home, I found my second wind, I found my breath, I found God, and and I wonder if God's not trying to build up a tree that doesn't just bless the tree itself, but blesses the city that is surrounded by it. Remember, God cares about every sparrow. He said a sparrow is worth about two pennies, and yet he cares for every single last one of them, and he knows where they are. So when Jesus chooses a metaphor to say what the kingdom of heaven is like, I think it's interesting that he talks about a tree big enough for the birds. He talks about a tree not big enough for itself, but a tree big enough for the birds. In fact, five times in our Bible, God talks about a tree that is healthy and is blessed but consequently blessed to be a blessing to others. In other words, God's looking to build a house that is not just blessed for its own sake, but is blessed for the reach of reaching the world and everyone who's lost and the city that it's in so that people who are struggling, exhausted, tired, fatigued will be able to say, I see what could be a safe haven there. I see what could be a rest place for my family. I see what could be a recharging place for the paradigm that I'm in. Come on, one of the people baptized today I was speaking to right before the experience, And he did not believe in God beforehand. And yet now he's baptized today saying, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Can y'all give it up? For our God. Ezekiel 17, I think Jesus must have had this tree in mind. when 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 he spoke this metaphor, Ezekiel 17 says, it will become... This tree will become like a majestic cedar, sending forth its branches and producing seed. I could preach a message about sending forth. I could preach a message about producing seed. But check it out. Birds of every sort will nest in it, finding shelter in the shade of its branches. God wants to build you and then us into a tree that he trusts. To be a safe haven for the world around us. Come on, I'm trying to help you see that the health of you is a tree all by itself. But a whole bunch of healthy yous becomes a tree that's a forest. And it becomes an Amazon that can be a safe haven for all of the people all around us. Wild or not, come on, God's got a plan. And he loves them all. Can I get an amen? Amen. But it doesn't start big. He says, a small thing. I hold right here a mustard seed. It's so small, you probably, the camera probably can't even pick it up in my hands. But he says this small seed will become a big tree. In fact, uh, write this down. A very small thing can have powerful effects. Write this down. A very small thing can have powerful effects. Effects. It's coming out now. We got all kinds of wires on stage. (laughs) This very small thing becomes a very exceedingly tall tree. And so we got to remember this that we oftentimes do this with our contribution. We don't see ourselves this way. Many of us, many of us go, Well, my contribution's small. I I I wasn't able to give very much. My, my worship isn't all that powerful. I've seen other people who worship just they look like they move heaven and earth. My prayers are weak. My giving isn't much. I don't have much time, but I give what I can. I, I wish I could offer more, but can I tell you something that God regularly takes seemingly small things and grows it exceedingly tall. Can I give you a few examples of what I'm talking about? He makes the weak things into strong. He takes two loaves of bread and feeds thousands with it. He takes the widow's last mites and calls her the most generous giver of the whole lot that went to church that day. He pulls a coin from a fish's mouth and he... Uh, fulfills the entire full debt. Uh, a, a small repentance from a sinner pardons the entire debt. Come on, it ends up into a full pardon. A small, reta- uh, uh, um, a small faith moves mountains, small obedience yields giant victories, a small David takes down giant Goliaths, come on, a laughably small trust of Sarai turns into a nation of God's own people, and a few unnotable disciples who were fishermen turn into world changers, and we have 11 disciples to thank that we are here today hearing the message of God. God specializes in taking exceedingly small and making it exceedingly tall. He has a way of using it all, and God can take your small and touch them all. In fact, I wrote it this way. As you grow, the church grows. As the church grows, his reach grows grows and as his reach grows the healthier the city becomes come on that's why we want to be a lift in life thank you jesus christ Acts 16 verse 5 says so the churches were strengthened in their faith notice the church the members are strengthened and what happens to the church it grew in numbers daily i wonder why he brought up numbers if god isn't about numbers God's constantly thinking about numbers. He says, I would leave the one for the 99 because I pay attention to every little thing and I care. And so the tree I see at Lyft is I want to share it like this. Our mission is something you've heard before and I will say it again. I hope that it becomes something that you can repeat on a regular level. Our mission is until, until everyone on Del Marva knows that they are lifted by Jesus, to be lifters of Jesus... To lift other people for Jesus. An easier way to remember that is. He lifts. I lift. And we lift. Why do I say it every week? Because I want it to be a mantra. Where I remember it's not just about me getting mine. It's not just about what God does for me. It's also what I'm doing for him, and it's also what we do for the city in the name of Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ's glory. Come on. I want to ransack hell and make heaven bigger. Anybody else in here want to do that? So let me share some things that are happening in those three categories, he lifts, I lift, we lift. Let's start with he lifts. Like a refuge for birds, God desires to give everyone a lift in life. He sees the sparrows flying around exhausted, looking for a home, looking for a place to trust again, looking for a place to believe again, the brokenhearted, looking for a place to be restored and redeemed. Our God is a redemption God. And so he's looking To be a lift for every single bird. In fact, if I would have read one verse more in our opening text, he uses another metaphor. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a little bit of yeast put into three measures of flour. In other words, a lot of flour, little bit of yeast. Guess what happens? That little bit of yeast can't help but to grow into something that pervades the whole lot. Can I tell you today that if you're like, hey, I'm newer in my start with Jesus Christ, all he's trying to do is insert one more small message, one more small seed into your whole lot. And that little bit of yeast will begin to pervade and grow until we look more and more like Jesus. And by the way, it's going to keep happening until the day we die. Can we get an amen? Amen. That's called sanctification. In other words, God's planting a seed in you. And it's starting to change you, and it's starting to grow on the inside. And so it doesn't have to be all at once. It doesn't have to be all overnight. God does many things overnight, but some things he'll be working out of you for the rest of your life. But he's not just working out of you. He's working in you and through you, and he wants to lift you. In fact, the main vehicle, we do this he-lifting to help every, everyone understand God's in love with them and cares about them and wants a relationship with them. The main vehicle is our Sunday morning experiences In fact, this is why we invest heavily time and energy and effort and even resources into making his word the clearest it possibly can. So a few things to celebrate. We got two new screens today. Come on. How many of y'all noticed that? Psychologists have actually said that if a picture is worth a thousand words, a video is worth 1.8 million words. How many of y'all want to hear me preach a 1.8 million word sermon? Okay. (laughs) But one video can be a seed that just is injected into the soul that becomes something amazing. And that's why we put energy and effort into visuals. I also, would, I'm happy to report that um, w- we keep making steps every single day. And we understand that our drummers are amazing, but sometimes it's a hair loud. And, and guess what? We've invested into a drum cl- enclosure that is being constructed and built right now, which is going to bring the volume down a little bit. So if you're like, hey, the volume's a little bit loud, that's okay. Hey, plans are coming. We're working on it. I promise we grow at the pace of your generosity, but come on, God wants to lift people up. And so we're just so thankful that what we're trying to do is make God's presentation clearer and clearer and clearer. Can I tell you my testimony is I didn't understand the Bible and I didn't understand the redemption message of Jesus Christ. But at 20 years old, when I walked into a church with audio visuals, with a communicator that spoke my language, with a worship team that played a sound that I was like, I could, I could be all right with this. This is pretty darn good. I can listen to this. Um, when I got into an environment like that, I started hearing the word of God. And when I heard it in my language, I said, I want this. I believe everybody in their heart wants God. They want a relationship with them. We have a God sized hole in our soul. We just have to speak a language everyone else is speaking. Amen? And so, if, if, it, if it means audio visuals, we will do that and we will put resources into that because if God would leave the 99 for one, He surely would use that to reach people. So, here's our strategy for lifting uh, uh, He lifts. Our strategy for this is to see lost people saved, lost people saved. Almost 1,400 hands raised as salvation decisions in over five years. I am happy to report a new thing that we're doing starting today is that if you raise your hand in this place and you say, I give my life to Jesus Christ, we would celebrate the mess out of you in the past, but we now have a place and a team and resources that when you raise your hand, we are now gonna give you one more next step, and that is this. You can go get a free resource bag from our prayer team, and, our, our, uh, 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 and they'd love to pray with you. By the way, it's equipped with a Bible that is of your own. It, there's a letter written uh, from my wife and I to you celebrating. Celebrating with you and one of my favorite things about it is there's four list checklist of if I had just given my life to Christ Here are four things that if you work on this you're going to get started off, right? So why don't you just turn it into a to-do list and checklist and start walking with that? How exciting is this live church? Can y'all give it up? I love that our prayer team and our pastoral team has worked together to make this happen. And so starting today, when you give your life to Jesus, you can be uh, uh, directed to the prayer room where we have a gift for you. In 2024, we saw, um, uh, in 2023, we saw 83 baptisms, an increase of 250%. Our goal for this year is to see 125 people decide, I want to get baptized. Because baptism means I not only gave my life to Jesus Christ in a seat when everyone's head Heads were bowed and eyes were closed, but I'm going public while everyone's heads are up and celebrating too that I gave my life to him, I'm all in with him, and I asked him to wash away my sins. Come on, would you be a part of that? You are a part of that. Reaching lost people to see them be saved, encouraging them to take their next step in baptism. I also want to celebrate with you our Halo ministry. We don't get to highlight this often enough. Do you know that we drive our van down to Halo um, uh, shelter every single Sunday, both experiences, and bring a 15-passenger load? By the way, um, it's filling up. 22 people were in the van uh, last week our van is being outgrown guys i've been told we need a larger vehicle or we need two vehicles because people are coming by the way one of those guests uh, many of those guests have been baptized here i'm so excited to report that i'm also want to tell you one testimony of a man named dominic who is part of that ministry. And not only did he come as a guest, um, and he was a guest at Halo, but he also joined our dream team. Then he graduated from Halo's ministry. He got his own place, a new job, and has gone back to school. Come on, Live Church. Talk about a safe haven for the birds to grow up into a tree of their own. So what's next? Doing all we can to see lost people saved i got to move faster. I lift. What are we doing with I lift? Since he has lifted us, we must lift him up too. John 3.30 says this. He must increase, and I must decrease. A fun fact, if you've never been in our growth track before, there is a reason why the I in lift church is a lower case. We're not trying to be cute. We're not trying to be brandy. We're trying to remind you and remind me that everything else will be taken care of and lifted if I decrease. In other words, the I must stay small, and everything else, God, will grow tall. Can I get an Amen. He must be lifted up more and more. And so I have to become someone who exalts God in everything, not just on a Sunday morning when the worship starts, but on a Monday when I walk into the office. How are we doing this? What's our strategy? Is to see saved people pastored. We want to see more saved people pastored. Can I share with you some exciting news? Starting today... We are going to add two more pastors to our uh, to 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 our team here at Lift Church, and so would you help me celebrate, Pastor Terrence Gaines? Where are you at, Terrence Gaines? Come on, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, and Pastor John Tyler. Come on, these two faithful. Men of God have been pursuing God, they have degrees in theology, they have a call of God, they have given over and above generously with their time, and they have said, I feel called to this, and I want to be raised up in this house, and I don't know for how long, I hope it's for a long time, but you know what, God sometimes raises them up to send them out, and so I'm not sure what God's going to do, but I am grateful that these two men are joining our pastoral staff. And they're both available if you'd like to meet with them. In fact, at our first Wednesday experience in February, we're going to be ordinating uh, Pastor Terrence at the end of the message. So we encourage you to come out. Also, what are we doing to see saved people pastored? Our first Wednesday experiences now, every first Wednesday in a month. Come on. If Sundays is for seeing lost people saved, then Wednesdays, first Wednesdays, are for seeing saved people pastored. Come on, we go deeper in those experiences, and if you're ever like, I want to go further, I just want more, I can't get enough, mark out your calendars, first Wednesdays to be here. Also, small groups is a big part of our discipleship process. If you're a small group leader here, would you raise your hand as we all celebrate you right now? Literally, we see our small groups Pastoring, helping disciple people in their walk. We have freedom groups, evening intensive program, relationship groups, youth groups. We have serve groups, Bible study groups, young adults groups. We have a group for you. Get in one today. Don't leave here without signing up for one. We also have a new Bible reading plan that you can find on our website. We host the Freedom Conference twice a year with over 53 people coming out to that. And by the way, it's starting to expand to other churches joining us too because we want to be a lift on the Delmarva shore. Can I get an amen? And also our marriage conference, which is coming up next weekend. By the way, if you're not signed up, sign up and you do not want to miss next Sunday because our guests from Arizona, uh, uh, authors and podcasters will be preaching at both experiences next week to get our relationship series started off. It's going to be awesome. So what's next? Doing all we can to see saved people pastored. And finally, I close with this. We lift. Since God is the greatest lift in life, we got to lift others by telling them about Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Peter, everything in this world is about to be wrapped up. So take nothing for granted. Stay wide awake in prayer. Most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it i wish we could leave church today loving on each other as if life depended on it he says this be quick to give a meal to the hungry a bed to the homeless cheerfully be generous with the different things god gave you passing them around so say this next word with me all say that word with me all so that all get in on it we cannot keep it for ourselves You cannot just get your fix. I got mine. Hope you figure out yours. We got to get bold enough. We got to get courageous enough to start sharing the greatest lift in life. That's Jesus Christ with our neighbors. And if you don't know how to do that, you can simply take an invite card and say, why don't you join me at church? In fact, our new invite cards have a QR code on it that changes every time we change series. So they are always in date. Grab a handful of those blue cards and it says, come sit with me for the next series. And it promotes what we're doing next. And so I I, I fill, I fill the back of my phone with cards. And it is my goal to empty them out every single week. So I want to let you know I'm inviting along with you. Because in my phone, I've got my credit card, my debit card, I mean, and i got invite cards. And everywhere I go, it's my goal to show up at church and have to replenish my stock. So how do we do this? We want to see pastor people trained and then mobilized. We do this through our grow track. When you connect your God-given gift with kingdom Uh, Kingdom building initiatives I believe that's when you'll finally find fulfillment in life You don't find fulfillment in life by making a lot of money You find fulfillment in using that money to build the kingdom of God You don't find fulfillment in life by figuring out your gift You find fulfillment by connecting that gift to making the kingdom of God bigger You don't you don't find fulfillment in life by finding your family You find fulfillment by bringing that family into the kingdom of God and watching them write their own name in the book of life. Can I get an amen? And so we got to connect what God has done in us with the kingdom of God and building it. And if if you serve on our dream team today, not just today, at any time, if you're on our dream team, would you stand up and be recognized right now? Come on, don't hesitate. I just want everybody who's on our dream team to be honored and celebrated up in this place. Thank you. Thank you. Make it louder, guys. Make it louder. This is the team that is a dream. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. You can sit down. Because I'm running out of time. I'm approaching 1.7 million words. Anyway, don't. No, Thank you. Because the lift of so many hundreds of people is because people like you say, I've got a gift and I want to use it. And some of us have said, my contribution is so small. I only have time to serve once a month. I only have a little bit to give. And yet, God takes something exceedingly small and turns it into something exceedingly tall. And so, I want to celebrate just a few teams that you don't get to see on the weekend. 36 small group leaders this semester alone. Come on. Thank you, small group leaders did you know we have a completely volunteer, voluntary cleaning team alleviating costs for the church so that more can be put into ministry and reaching lost people so we have a team of 12 people who said I'll be on rotation on Saturdays cleaning the house of God so that the house of God can perpetuate preaching, thank you did you know We have a second Saturday serve, every second Saturday, where serve ministries go out from our church to make a difference in our city, and one big serve day once a year in July. It's so awesome. Pay attention to that and get involved with that. And here's what's really cool. Did you know we are starting this year? We're so very close. A prison ministry. Where we're going to start going into the local correction facilities. And we're going to start bringing the word of God into our local Salisbury correction facilities. And I'm so pumped about being a lift to people who are in a place like that. And this is only the beginning. God's dropping dreams and visions in our lives. And we have not even known them yet. So here's our strategy, guys. To see lost people saved. To see saved people pastored to see pastored people trained and to see trained people mobilized using their gift and so you'll find yourself somewhere in there but wherever you find yourself if it's not at that last one take your next step this year just take your next step say it's time for me to get on baptism it's time for me to go all in on salvation Or maybe it's time for me to sign up for a small group. Or maybe it's time for me to jump into on the grow track. It's time for me to find out what I'm great at and use my gifts to build the kingdom of God. Either way it is today. God wants to use you to be a part of the tree that he's building here at Live Church. To let even the birds find home in sanctuary in them. Father, I thank you for every single person here is a tree. Psalm 1 says that if we get rooted in you God we would become like a healthy tree flourishing in season and out always bearing fruit. Father we stop and we thank you for fruit. I don't want to take that for granted God. I'm so grateful that I get to be in a church where you are touching people's lives, you are transforming families, you are restoring marriages, you are healing the brokenhearted, you are taking the doubtful and turning them into believers. Father, I'm so grateful that you take the lonely and you place them into families. God, I'm so grateful that I'm watching you take people who love you and you use them for your I honor them right now and I pray you replenish them. Let them be green every season long. Father, for those who feel like it's time for me to go all in, Father, I pray that you speak to them right now how to do that. And with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're under the sound of my voice and you say today, I, I, I need to go all in with Jesus first and give him my life. I've got sin in my life and it's time to come clean and ask him to forgive me. If that's you in this place, I won't call you forward or embarrass you. But right now, will you just throw your hand high up into the sky and say, Pastor, that's me. Include me. I want to repent of my sin today and give my life to Jesus, I see hands all over the place would you who raised your hand along with those, the rest of the church repeat this prayer after me, say Jesus I give you my life I know I have sinned and I ask you to forgive me now in Jesus name I thank you for a new start the old is gone the new has come and it's because Jesus died on the cross for me thank you Jesus You are my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, celebrate right now. One last challenge. Bow your head one more time. If you're in this place and the Holy Spirit started speaking to you, maybe nudging you, saying, this is your year. Take it a step further. Go all in. If that's you, would you just quickly just throw your hand up in the air and say, Pastor, God's speaking to me today and and I'm going to be making changes. I'm going to be making movement. I'm going to go further with him. If that's you, hands all throughout this building. Come on, God wants to use you too to take something that's seemingly small and turn it into something incredibly tall. Father, I pray over every hand raised that, Father, you would reveal to them the glory of God, that you would move in their life and you would let them see how you're using them for your kingdom. Father, together, Let's make hell small, and let's make heaven as large as we possibly can. In Jesus' name, celebrate God together.